The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. John, who of course is producer of Down to Business, is coming up at 11 o'clock and host of Screen Time here on News Talk at 6 o'clock. He is here to discuss misunderstood songs. We think of that as a patriot, uh, patriotic anthem about Americana. Yeah. It ain't. No, it's probably the most misunderstood song of all time. And Ronald Reagan has a lot to do with it because when he was at the height of, you know, Reaganmania or whatever you call it, Reaganomics, you know, he said, I, like Bruce Springsteen, was born in the USA. And Bruce Springsteen kind of went apoplectic. Born in the USA began as this dark minor key thing and it was originally called I Died in Vietnam. There's a YouTube kind of early demo of it from years ago and if you listen to the lyrics it's very obvious Born Down in a Dead Man's Sound the first kick I took was when I hit the ground it's about this kid who's sent off to Vietnam he's middle America knows nothing about what he's doing and it's all about how he can't get a job when he came home and but it's partially Bruce's fault. He has this very dark song and then he hits on this da, 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 da. I could go on. Don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he knew what he was doing and he said that, that it's partially his own fault. And for years, he would do it in concert in a very downbeat kind of way to show people. And in the RDS on Sunday night when I was there, the band came out and he whacked into it, you know. And funny enough, the night that uh, Reagan did that, the next night he was in concert and he said, mm, I wonder if he's heard any of my other songs. And he played this song called Johnny 99 about a night clerk who loses his job, who goes on a shooting spree and tore into it. So it is a Born in the USA is a very misunderstood song. But as I say, partially his own fault. He knew what he was doing when he made that antenna chorus, you know. Another one now that I, I would never have thought, in fact, it's a bit like Born in the USA. I have never reflected on the lyrics. Similarly, I never reflected on the lyrics of this one. John, I have to admit something very personal that I don't like to say in public. I really like Sting. Yeah, that's okay. Is it? Yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan as well. I mean, I'm a bigger fan of the police than I am of Sting. I, he, he used to be slightly cooler, you know. There's you a prefer friend. the VU to Lou Reed, this kind of thing? I, I, I knew I do, back in know, his pre-electric no, days. No, no, but it's just, I, I think there was something about Sting when he was harnessed in by those other two. Like Andy Summers, the guitarist, used to say, we're always trying to knock the jazz out of him, you know, and they did that. There was a, he does love covering four frets when he gets he the does, chance. Exactly. What's wrong Sorry. with the lyrics, though, and our understanding of Every Breath You well, Take? Well, you see, Every Breath You Take is you know played at people's I thought I actually was afraid you were going to say that was played at my wedding and I thought oh dear we're in trouble here <laughs> it's a gorgeous song and again it's the fault of the melody because it's this beautiful plaintive kind of major key thing which is gorgeous but Sting was going through a pretty rotten divorce when he wrote that was actually writing the album in Ian Fleming's house in Barbados if I'm not mistaken and was in a really dark kind of place and this was the mid 80s as well when there was a lot of paranoia again about Reaganomics and that kind of time and if you listen to the lyrics it's someone saying I'm going to be watching you no matter what you do even if you leave me it's kind of a stalker's anthem as he says and he finds it really ironic that it's a song that apparently makes him three grand a day or something like that because of all it's played and there was that other version uh, I'll Be Missing You where they you know they, they, they did a version of it about 20 years later uh, but it's a very dark song about you know stalking and, and, and not getting over someone and promising never to get over them again you know Okay now in both of those instances you would expect both Sting and Bruce Springsteen to write lyrics that might be like an onion and have layers and they yeah. might be misunderstood and they might jar with the melody explain how a classic like this one can be misunderstood <laughs> <laughs> that is of course the Baja Men yeah. who let the dogs out uh, this, uh, A it's interpreted B it's misinterpreted Yeah it, it, it's very complicated so it was a song originally called Doggy 98 and that version the Baja Man as you mentioned 
If you listen to the lyrics, you see, it, it. people take it as this misogynistic song that they're somehow referring to, you know, people being dogs, right? Particularly women. And that's that was what a lot of people thought it was, which is horrific, obviously. But the guys are saying, no, no, you've got it all wrong. It's about men catcalling women and the women in turn going, these men are just dogs. You're looking, you're looking, apparently so, yes. Now, this was, this was research. That I, I was a, there was a documentary about this. I was a think horses, not zebras. I always assumed it was just about dogs. No, no, no. It was a lot more complicated. But so it's actually an anti-misogynist song. You're looking very confused. Now you're starting to doubt me. I'm, but, I'm, but, I'm starting to rethink <laughs> Rex and Effect rum shaker. <laughs> Maybe that was a no, strike for I, feminism. I, I think you're right with that. So, well, this is according to the people who wrote it and recorded it. This is what they're actually saying. It's, it's an antidote to catcall and saying men who are catcalling, they're the actual dogs. That apparently is the understanding of it as well. Okay, yes. there is another one that I want your view on because this is a man, James Blunt, who yeah. he, he was extraordinarily large and now mm. most of what he does is go on Twitter and explain to people that his songs have paid off his mortgage yeah. and leave him alone. Yeah. So one of his big hits was this one, which is You're Beautiful. I'm sorry, I, I know I'm going to double down you on like my sting this. in it. I do. I had the album. Yeah. Look, that's okay, Anton. Thanks, John. The thing is, what you're saying about James Blunt is important, though, I think. He seems like a very funny guy and does not take himself too seriously and engages with people on Twitter and says funny things back to them. I kind of okay. He was that, a tank commander, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in the British Army. That song, you know, I, it was huge at the time. And the melody is nice, let's face it. But James Blunt has admitted this. If you listen to the lyrics, it's about a guy in a subway watching a woman who's with another guy. She was with another man. And then he goes on, and there's actually a bleeped out version that wasn't on the radio where he goes, I was effing high. So it's a guy who's staring at a woman out of his mind on some kind of narcotics, right? And saying, I'll never see her again, but I'm going to stay in love with her for the rest of my life. Then if you're talking of doubling down, you watch the video, it's a guy sitting by a cliff edge slowly taking off his clothes and the denouement as they say is him jumping into the water I had forgotten that yeah so uh, I don't want to ruin it for anyone again there's probably people who got married to it I think that ship may just have sailed but you know that reminds me slightly of one that's not on the list one by you two an amazing song possibly the greatest song and I've been in Crow Park and you know it's like the national anthem you're going one we're brothers again a very dark song about Jesus and lepers in your head and you know it's sometimes the melody gets in the way of these lyrics, you know. Did you know that Leopardstown was named after lepers? I didn't. It was originally Leperstown and they added the D because it was hurting house prices. Really? Yeah. So while you're wrecking songs, <laughs> let's finish out by wrecking a classic by the Beatles. I assume I can uh, recover my sting oh, and Baha men previous and James Blunt admissions by saying, oh, yeah, oh. It, it's great. Now, he didn't do himself any favours because there's blackbird music in the background. So you might think it's ornithology or whatever that study of birds is. Ornithology, is it? Something let's go with that. Like that. Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, but it is about... Uh, racism in America and the civil rights movement. It is, and he's admitted this, and it was in particular about the Little Rock Nine, those group of students, African Americans, who went to an all-white class uh, in college. And he met them subsequently at all, and he's been quite clear that that's what it's about. And you listen to the, you know, you learn to fly again, take these sunken eyes and learn to fly again. It's a beautiful evocation. And yet, you go to bars and you see some guy in the corner going, blackboard in the dead end, and they have no knowledge of it whatsoever. But that is technically what it's about and I think that song gets better like knowing what Every Breath You Take is really about doesn't really change it I think when you know that Blackbird that's what he was singing about it aches if it's possible to say about such a gorgeous song it makes it an even more beautiful song can I tell you a really funny one 
Billy Joel's uh, I Love You Just The Way You Are, right? I Love You Just The Way You Are, his, was written about his first wife. And he hates singing it now because, you know, he's had three ex-wives subsequently and he gets tired of it on stage. And when it comes to the chorus, the drummer goes, instead of, uh, I love you just the way you are, she got the house, she got the car. <laughs> Where do you stand on, you were talking about McCartney explaining the background to yeah. Blackbird. Where do you stand on singers and songwriters explaining the meaning of their songs? Well... I love hearing that stuff, but I get it's not everyone's cup of tea. So a song should, I guess, just hit you and love you. And sometimes it ruins it for people. And I guess meaning is a free-forming thing. I mean, what does it really matter what it means? I guess it's what you take from it. You know, It's just nerds like me filling radio slots who are into this kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> Soon to be replaced by AI, John. Soon That's to be hope. replaced by AI. John Fardy, host of Screen Time here on News. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.